Welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Here they are, your Weekend Warriors, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for tuning in with us. We've got another great show lined up for you today. Tony and I are in the studio. We're recording, and uh, we're happy to be with you today. We're going to be talking about home shows. We are going to be broadcasting live from a, uh, a home show in Eugene or Springfield Yeah, uh, in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's called the... The Builders and Remodelers Expo, Building yeah. Expo or something like that. The Lane County Home Building and Remodeling Expo. It's going on February 22nd and 23rd. Tony and I are going to be there. You can come down and see us. Uh, hopefully in a little bit, we'll be uh, calling Howard down there. He's uh, with 1120 KPNW. That's our uh, local affiliate there. We're really excited to be there. And it kind of spurred uh, what we're going to talk about on the show today because when you go to, go to a home show, like what are the reasons you would go to a home show? Yeah, there are a lot of reasons to go to a home show. Obviously, if you have... To buy a ShamWow? <laughs> that's not the reason I go to a home show. I feel A lot of times I go to a home show. You and I do a lot of home shows. We go to a home show, and I want to just walk around and get some inspiration. I want to see all of the amazing new products. Obviously, businesses that sell building material supply type stuff, they bring to the show, to the home show, the very best stuff they have. The greatest looking, the greatest working, the newest, the most cutting edge product that they have to show it off, right? And so you can go from manufacturer to manufacturer to manufacturer and just look at all of the newest, most amazing stuff. And it really can inspire you and motivate you to start that project if you've been sort of riding the fence. Hey, a home show was the first place I saw a freestanding acrylic tub. Oh, really? Yeah. A freestanding acrylic tub, like, yeah. a, like a claw tub or something. Like, yeah, kind of like that, except that it's new and, you know, they have jets in them and it's a jacuzzi essentially, but you don't have to frame all of that, uh, uh, the wall around it with the sheetrock and have this big giant you know, thing. Now you can put it anywhere in the bathroom and it's freestanding, sits there by itself. Hmm. And it's and, acrylic. Uh, and it's acrylic and it's it's really sleek and amazing. And uh, it's like having your own personal hot tub. And then you can have this freestanding acrylic tub that can be anywhere in the bathroom. And then you can have a walk-in shower that you use for a different purpose, a soaking tub and a shower. Hmm. And I feel like up until, you know, they started coming out with these things, then uh, up until that time, you had a shower-tub combination or just a shower or just a tub. You know what I'm saying? And so this really allows you to have more than you were able to have before. Amazing. And it's smaller, and it doesn't have to be in this big thing. So, you know, that's one of the inspirations that I got one time when I was at a show. And I, I feel like there are always those things that you get inspired. When they, when they started putting big tiles, like... 18 or 24 inch wide tiles in showers. The first time I saw that, I was like, wow, that looks so amazing. I want that in my next walk in shower. Really? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, you definitely can get inspiration. Yeah, that is that is a good reason to go visit a home show. 
I know we're going to be broadcasting another show from the Portland Home and Garden Show. I uh, believe that is the same weekend. The twenty, It's going to be like the 21st or 20th through the 23rd uh, at the Portland Expo Center. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, tons. There's so many exhibitors there. It's a little bit different than the one in Lane County. Uh, you you will be able to buy a ShamWow. <laughs> probably, yeah. And probably some magic mop or something. That reminds me, and it's another one of the reasons why you go to a home show. A lot of times these manufacturers and suppliers, they come with show deals. If you come to this show and you make this commitment or you buy this thing, we're going to give you this percentage off or we're going to throw this in for free or whatever. Show deals that you don't get after the show is yeah. over. Show discount. Yeah, show discounts. That's It's a real thing. And uh, if you are serious about starting a project and you have your budget in place or you have your funding available to you, you could go and really save some money at a home show. Yeah, you know, you make a good point there. Uh, but another really good reason to go to a home show would be to meet contractors, to p- meet potential contractors that you would like to hire to work on your home. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of like car shopping. You know, you go out and you have to go to all these different dealerships all over the countryside looking at cars. If you don't know what you want, you got to go to all these places. But if you go to a car show, you know, you can look at all of them in the same place. Yeah. That's what the home in, uh, home show is about. There's a lot of contractors that you can interview, talk to, see if you mesh well with. You know, that's one of the biggest tips that we give out on the show when hiring a contractor. You're going to be living with that person practically for months. months. And if you don't get along with them really, really well and have them understand your vision, then it's going to be a disaster. You're not going to get what you want in the end. So being able to talk with every contractor on the floor and really get to know them, get the feel for them. uh, It's one-stop shopping. They are there for you and they are there to focus on you. And they're available to you. And it's uh, it's really a great opportunity. If you're not doing that, if you're not going to a home show to meet contractors, then hopefully what you're doing is you're meeting with contractors that you heard about through someone who has used them in the past and had good luck. So referrals. If you're not going to a home show, then hopefully you're finding out about contractors through referrals. Just jumping on Google and... Uh, Searching for available contractors in the area is not a responsible way to find the contractor for your project. Um, While I suppose one in a hundred maybe could turn out to be good or maybe one in 50, you don't want to take that chance for sure. You, You can't afford to lose that time or that money and you don't have that emotional uh, capability. Just make sure you get the right guy from the start. And of course gal, you or gal. And you do that of course, um, by interviewing them. Another thing you can find at the home show, actually, Corey, for the portions of the project that you want to do yourself, if you're a true weekend warrior and you want to do some of that work on your own, they offer a lot of times breakout sessions or classes that you can sign up for and go and sit through and learn how to do some of the things that would be involved in a remodel or a new construction project. Yeah, lots of classes. Or if you are a contractor, uh, we have a lot of contractors listen to our show. Uh, a lot of these home shows have uh, CCB classes that you can get for credits. Uh, you're required to do continuing education, 
And a lot of times you can go in there and do classes on certain things and earn those CCB credits. And not always just elective credits, but core credits as well. Yep. This is a great place to get core credits and not have to pay for it. That's a, that's a, that's a really good tip. And you know what? Something else we should do, actually, in this show is we should talk about how to choose a contractor or maybe some of the questions or information that you could garner from a potential contractor uh, before you make a decision. Yeah, we actually compiled a pretty good list of questions or things that you should look for when trying to hire a contractor. But before we get into that, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, Howard Galvin from the HBA in Lane County. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for sticking around. Today, Tony and I are talking about home shows. We're going to be uh, broadcasting from a couple of them coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And we've compiled a list of potential questions that you would want to maybe ask a, a contractor. If you're looking to hire one, there's a lot of things that you need to take into consideration. Uh, but if you haven't already, go check out our Instagram and Facebook. We're at WW Home Show. Uh, you can go check us out on YouTube. We're recording this right now for our video podcasts on YouTube. Uh, make sure you go like those and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can go over to our website. You can go to par.com. That's P-A-R-R.com. Click on the Weekend Warriors link. That'll take you over to www.homeshow.com, which is our website. And uh, there's some contact forms there if you want to email us. We love hearing from you, getting your questions and comments. A lot of times we'll talk about them on the air uh, or just reply right to your uh, question there. So today, Tony, we should probably get old Howard on the phone. Yeah, we absolutely should. Uh, Howard Galvin, again, is uh, he's with the HBA, the Home Builders Association in Lane County. And uh, he's also works for one of our affiliate radio stations, KPNW. And uh, he's been in the business for a long, long time. He's a fixture at the HBA, and uh, he has helped to plan and execute home shows in that area for a long, long time. He's got a lot of really good information, and uh, we're, we're actually excited to get him on the show and talk to him for a minute. Yeah, let's see if we can get him on the phone here. All right, so we've got a special guest on the phone. We've, uh, we've been trying to get a hold of him, and we've, we've uh, gotten through. His name is Howard Galvin. He's with 1120 KPNW. There, it's our affiliate in Eugene. Yeah, very and, cool. Uh, we're going to talk to him about the home building and remodeling expo that we're going to be at here in a few weeks. Yeah, that's right. Howard, are you there? Yeah, I am here. We're excited to have you guys come down to Eugene for the home building and remodeling expo that's coming up on uh, February 22nd and 23rd. That is, uh, we are so excited. Tony and I are going to be there on Saturday. We're going to be recording our show. Can you give everyone the address down there? Well, it's at the Willamette Lanes Bob Kiefer Center, which is, forgive me if I'm wrong, but it's 320 South 32nd Street in Springfield. It's easy access from I-5 if you're coming from out of town. Um, so come on down and see us. We'll be there Saturday and Sunday from 9 to 5. 
Now you also are on the board or at least uh, have some um, long time affiliation with the HBA there in, uh, in Eugene. That's correct. I've been uh, a member of the board of directors for all oh, about 10 years. And in fact, I, I've, I've been named a lifetime director and so uh, I'm, I'm very involved in the HBA. I believe a lot in what the uh, Home Builders Association does, you know, because we're working to find, you know, you know, uh, workable solutions to the housing uh, price, housing crisis here in Eugene. Also working to try and keep housing affordable, which is uh, which 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 can be problematic at best sometimes in the in, in these uh, days. I would agree with that. So uh, what would somebody expect to see if they're going to the Home Building and Remodeling Expo uh, this year? It's February 22nd, 23rd. What would somebody expect to see there? Our show is a little different from your normal home improvement shows or home shows. You know, know, you're not going to see a lot of the ancillary businesses like you're not going to get, you know, the, the steam vacuum people or the spice things. What we have is a very dedicated and very narrowly focused show. We have the best builders and remodelers uh, coming in, and they'll be there. And our show is not crowded. It's not elbow to elbow like it is at some of the other home shows. So the neat thing about our show is that you can actually sit down and talk to a builder, you know, bring your notes, bring your ideas, bring your sketches or whatever, and you'll be able to have a really meaningful conversation with some of the best builders and remodelers in Lane County. And I think that's the real uh, difference is we are laser focused on just building and remodeling none of the other stuff. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Tony and I are so excited to be there. We're going to be there on Saturday, February 2nd. So you can come and meet us. You can see us and uh, maybe ask some questions. And if you're really, really nice, maybe you can get on the air with us. Yeah. (laughs) You might even leave with a hat. You just never know. Hey, well, I'll tell you what. Somebody may may leave with a $1,000 par lumber gift card. So you come in, you'll be able to text and register to win. Well, you just won't be able to get a ShamWow, but uh, maybe you can get a $1,000 gift card. And uh, I think you should come down and take a look. Thanks, Howard, so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we will see you in a couple weeks on February 22nd at the Home Builders and Remodeling Expo. Thanks for having me. We'll see you soon. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, Tony, I'm, I'm really excited to hit that home show. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully some of our listeners down in uh, Springfield, Eugene area, listening on 1120 KPNW will come on down and See us. We'll be happy to uh, answer questions live right in front of you. We'll be talking with people, uh, working that booth for most of the day on that Saturday. Yeah, I like what he said about getting uh, FaceTime with the contractors. You know, they're they're there for you, and this is an opportunity for you to get right to their booth, and uh, you can take a look at pictures probably of some of the projects that they've done in the past, and they're there to answer your questions and decide whether or not they would be a good fit for you in your next project. It's really um, a huge opportunity. One-stop shopping. Everybody is there. The products are all there. Real good inspiration and motivation. You, you shouldn't miss it. It's, yeah. it's it's a good time for sure. I agree. So uh, we should let's go through this list that we compiled. We, oh yeah, we've been talking about you know interviewing potential contractors. You know, and the most important thing to me is that you hire a licensed, bonded, and insured 
contractor. Doesn't matter who they are. I mean, they could be the best person in the world, but if they're not a licensed contractor, you could be in a lot of trouble. If they're working on your property, they slip and fall, that's your responsibility. They have to have their own insurance, liability, and workers' comp. That protects you, and it protects them. Uh, You're also looking to find out if they're bonded. Uh, I think any contractor that's going to be a member of the Home Builders Association that's going to be at a uh, home builder's show like that is going to have this. So I I don't think that's one of the things you have to worry about. If you did want to check it, there are ways to check any contractor's license. You can go in Oregon. uh, If you search Oregon CCB search or even in Washington, you can do the same thing. And you can just type information about them. You can type in their phone number. You can search their first name or last name or company name. And it will pull up their information. It'll have, if they have an expired contractor license, it'll tell you for their license and bonded, and it'll have those policy numbers on there. And you can even call those companies to make sure that they're up to date on their payments. Right. You know, sometimes information gets, uh, you know, goes through the process slowly, and, you know, they you might get caught there. So you can, if you're worried about it, you can call and double-check those companies and make sure that those policies are in place. Uh, before you hire that contractor. You know, there are a lot of really good contractors out there that work hard to be uh, above board, um, doing everything right the way they're supposed to be doing it. They're dependable, honest, loyal. You know, they're they're charging competitive prices. And then a lot of times the hard work that those guys are doing is overshadowed by the few contractors that are out there that aren't doing it right. And it's the same way in every business, in my opinion. There are guys that are in the business to do it right and and ethically and morally, and then there's going to be some in there sprinkled in that just don't care about that stuff. And the reason why we say check the CCB, check the bonding, check the license, right, is to is just to keep the honest guys honest. That's it. So that you're not getting wrapped up with somebody that you don't want to. And that's it. There's not a lot of that going on out there, but it's out there. And uh, you don't want to be the one who pays the price. Well, and most of the times, those sorts of contractors are hanging out on Craigslist. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You won't probably find something like that at a home show. The guys that take the time for the home show care enough. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. More questions to ask your contractor. Listen to Tony Corey, your weekend warriors. Don't go away. You're listening to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we're talking about home improvement shows. I guess like ours, <laughs> except in the expo centers and in, in, in you know the home and garden shows sorts of things. The reason you would go to one of these things would be, one of them would be to meet a contractor. Yeah. And that's we, we kind of compiled a list of maybe questions or things you can, you should consider when looking to hire yeah, a the, contractor. In the last segment, we talked about 
obviously making sure that they have a license and a bond. You want to make sure that the license and bonded and they have insurance, both liability and also workers' comp. Yeah, and you know, Tony, the difference between license, insurer, and bonding, uh, if you have you want to make sure that your contractor is insured, and that will that will make that will protect you if they fall or anything like that. They have workman's comp, uh, that sort of thing. But a bond is different. A bond is kind of insurance against a contractor that would maybe uh, be shady, maybe did subpar work or shoddy work or didn't finish your project, or let's say bought a bunch of material, you got leaned against by the material company that he bought all the material, he or she bought that material from, and never paid for it. Well, you can file a claim against their bond to recoup that money. Yeah. Yeah, those there's a lot of those things. Uh, of course, somebody falls and gets injured, or if you get injured, uh, or of course, if uh, some damage is done to your property, uh, th- that's those are the three things that get covered: uh, injury, damage to property, and of course, right, um, liability or, or uh, bonded in case he does something wrong or doesn't finish. Right. So let's talk maybe about some questions. Maybe you're walking around the home and home and garden show or the Lane County. Uh, Home Building and Remodeling Expo here in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be there. Uh, say you're walking around and you're wanting to interview some contractors and you walk up to one. And what what's the first thing you would say? Well, I mean, the first thing I would say is I've got a project coming up that I want to do. And my time frame is maybe in this area right here. How busy are you? And would you be able to fit me in? And do you take on projects like mine? Yeah, that's a very good question because... I think some people assume that when you go to a home builder show that they're they do everything. But that's not always the case. And depending on what type of contractor you're hiring, they may be good at what you want them to do or they may not be good at what you want them to do. <laughs> right. You wouldn't want to hire a landscaper to do your bathroom, right? Or you wouldn't want somebody that does concrete patio work necessarily to do a foundation. Right. Not necessarily. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a concrete guy does flat work and foundation work. Right. But also maybe not. Some contractors specify very finely what they do and what they're good at. Some contractors are what's called general contractors. That might be a question that you would want to ask them. Are you a general contractor or will you be doing the work? That's probably a misconception among people. They think that when they hire a contractor that that person is going to show up at their house, strap on some bags, with bags, and go to town. Right. That is not the case, I would say, a lot of the time. majority of the time. Right. You're hiring a general contractor. They show up with their subs, and they work through the schedule with you. They choose all the correct materials, and they hire people to do those jobs and, and ensure that they're done correctly. Right. And that you're happy in the end. Very common. Very common. Although you do have the people that strap on the bags and and do the project themselves, you're you're literally dealing with the person that's doing the work. Uh, if either of those things are important to you, that would be a good question to ask at that time. You know, talk about your project. Hey, I have a bathroom remodel. Do you have references for bathroom remodels that you have done? That's a very valid question. Absolutely. If if you hire a contractor that's never done a bathroom, you you know 
you're asking for trouble. Because here's his answer. A lot of times, if in a in a down market or a tight market, or a guy is really looking to get some more work, his answer is going to sound something like this: "Oh, sure, uh, we could probably do that." Totally. I mean, he doesn't want to turn away your business, and he's thinking, "Well, I mean, I I, I can do this other stuff. I, I'm sure I could put that together or get that done." Uh, that's where you want to see pictures or uh, get references for projects that are similar to yours so that you know he's experienced in that area. I can't say this enough. It is important that if you hire anybody, any contractor, and you ask for references, that you call them. Yeah. You look at pictures that they've done, and you, and you call the references and ask questions like, were they on time? Did you finish in your budget? You know, were there any surprises? Did they do a lot of change orders? Some contractors sometimes will come in really low on a bid. They'll give you a bid and you think, man, this thing, this is, this is a really good price. Every contractor, this is my fifth contractor that I've gotten a bid from, and they are by far the lowest. And then you get the job done and you've been change ordered to death yeah. because they've <laughs> left out things out of their bid. They've, you know, they didn't include something or they've excluded something that you didn't think was important. And lo and behold, it's very important. They review they they may have viewed the result of one portion of the project differently in the way that you reviewed it. You may both describe it the same way, but you're imagining two different things. Uh, that that happens all, all the time. I tell you what, if uh, if you're going into a contract with a customer, that contract or with a contractor, that contract is everything, and you will get nothing for free, nothing. And if you think you're trying to get one over on them, it's it's a bad deal for you because they won't do it. <laughs> right. I I hear this so many times uh, from my customers who are contractors. That people will, you know, say, well, I wanted it this way, and, and that's that was what was I was thinking, and you should have done it that way. It's like, well, no, the contract says this. So if you want it that way, you can have it. You're going to pay for it. Right. So it's, it's important to deal with a contractor that you mesh with, that you're uh, communicating with on the same level, and that you know that you're on the same page. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal because there is... Uh, there's a real disparity between what you ask for and what you wanted, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it 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 all comes out in your ability to describe what you're talking about and the contractor's ability to understand what you're saying, and that you come together in an understanding, right? That in a where you guys are both on the same page. That's very important. Communication with your contractor is utmost important. Right. This is what you find out when you interview a contractor and you say, here's some questions and he answers and he sounds very, you know, he sounds very educated. He's confident uh, or she's confident. You know, the contractor will leave an impression on you and that impression is going to help you determine whether you go forward with this person or look for a, another solution. Right. And uh, But again, the most important thing, call those references. Have a list of questions that, you, that you're going to ask them and ask for, you know, pictures. Right. And look through. Say, I have very specific things I want. 
and the quality of this is important to me, or if it's not, maybe you're just looking for the value. You want something done and you need it done quick, and that's more important to you. So I I just I always say call the references. <laughs> yeah, it's not enough to just ask them if they have references, and it's not enough to just get those references. You need to speak to those people and ask them the hard questions so that you know your experience going forward is going to be a positive one. Right. Uh, Like you said, months you're going to be together working on this project, and months seem like years if it's not going well, if you're not communicating well. And starting a project with one contractor and having to switch to another one honestly is not an option, folks. Right. You definitely don't want to do that. we got to take another quick break. When we come back, more Your Weekend Warriors. Don't go away. to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we're talking about home shows. Uh, in a couple weeks, we're going to be broadcasting live from the Lane County Home Building and Remodeling Expo. And part of the reason somebody would go there would potentially be to interview some contractors or home builders. So if that's what you're thinking and you've got a project coming up, that's a really good place to go and interview them. Absolutely. And it helps to go prepared with some questions that you can ask to help you to read into the situation with that particular contractor so you can determine whether or not he, he or she is compatible with you and your project. Well, let's think about this a little bit because, you know, both you and I have had projects. We've hired them. We've both done them ourselves. You know, we're weekend warriors. I have a couple projects coming up that I'm starting in my home. And, you know, there's a lot of things that come up during a remodel that you might not think of. Oh, so many. I mean, that list is probably longer than this list of questions you I can know. ask. For instance, earlier on this week, uh, my wife and I were doing a bathroom remodel. So we went over to the tile store uh, that displays a lot of tile. Floor tile. Floor tile, wall tile, everything. We needed to pick out tile. You are you gonna? Were you thinking to yourself that you were going to have matching tile throughout? Or are you going to try to do a couple of different types of tile that that maybe work well together. Uh, that, yes. We wanted to do a floor tile. And then in the in the hall bathroom that we're remodeling, which we're going to be recording, we'll be doing some videos in there. Uh, but we want to do floor tile, and then we want to do tile halfway up the wall. I, have to, I just have to ask this question. In your mind's eye, are you heating that floor? Not that one. Oh, but okay. yes, I will be heating my master bath, but I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Uh, but... You know, yeah, we, we needed to pick out floor tile. Uh, we're getting a new cabinet, a new toilet, and a new countertop. And that's really about it. We're just kind of giving that bathroom a facelift. The bathtub and shower is totally fine. Plus, you're adding a little bit of storage. Also yeah, we're going we're gonna to put some uh, cubby storage behind the door where there's a dead space uh, behind between the wall and the shower, the, the plumbing wall there. There's plenty of room. So I'm going to take out some sheetrock. I'm going to build in a cabinet in there that's... You know, open face with uh, maybe some really cool 
hardwood shelving. It'll look really neat. We'll do a video on that too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we went over to the store today or uh, earlier this week, actually. And we looked at all this tile and we spent a long time, over an hour, looking at all this tile, putting all these things together. And there are literally 50,000 different <laughs> boards of tile that you can choose from. And it's really overwhelming. So we get one of the uh, salespeople there, uh, this gal, she was, she says, you guys need any help? You know, we kind of look like we needed help. And uh, we're like, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to pick, pick out some tiles uh, for the floor and some for the wall. I mean, for one of the bathrooms and, and we're just trying to pick it out. But I'll tell you what, when you're there, there are tiles that look identical. Like you can look at this tile and look you're at this tile and this one might be $50 a square foot. And this one that looks identical might only be $5 a square foot. So it's important to to understand what you're picking out. And if you have someone and you have to talk to someone that's knowledgeable uh, that that can guide you through that process. So if you you have a contractor and they say, yeah, tiles included. Well, that might be the cheapest tile known to man <laughs> yeah. at the home center. That's a relative statement there. <laughs> it is. And, and it might not be anything that like, you want. Right. So you really got to watch out on some of these um, allowances. That's, that, that, that is a very common thing in a contract with a contractor. They're going to say, okay, you get an allowance of whatever it is, 50 cents a square foot for tile. Well, in reality... You might want something that is much nicer, five or ten or right. fifteen or twenty dollars per square foot, and then if you go beyond that, you'll be paying change order fees and those sorts of things. So, those are the sorts of questions you want to ask. I, the, you know, maybe come prepared with some pictures. You know, you're on Pinterest or you're on House and you've pulled some pictures and you have some idea of what you want. I think that's important too show maybe at the home center or at the home and garden show. Absolutely. So let's just, since we're talking about this exact thing and you're a, a person in a situation where you're going to have to have some tile uh, laid, are you intending to put the tile floor in yourself? I, in this application, I probably will not install it myself because uh, we're trying to get it done quickly. So I'm probably going to hire a, a tile contractor to come in and, and lay that for me. And would you say that you already have some leads on somebody that you might use or have you talked to somebody about a tile guy that does a good job? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I have uh, two or three people that I uh, have talked to and we're going to get some bids when we get to that point. Uh, we're going to do a situation where we're going to supply the materials. Aha, this you know, is what I was getting to. I yes. feel like you're reading my mind already yeah. right here. So there is always an opportunity. I, I shouldn't say always. There should always be an opportunity where you can separate um, the material from the labor, right? If you don't want to know anything about your project, uh, you want to be hands-off and you want to trust the contractor, a.k.a. artist, to do the work and be done and just hope everything works out fine, well, then I guess you can do that. But you have the opportunity to take on some responsibility, find the product that you want to use, get quoted from the supplier, and give that quote to the contractor and say, this is the product we want to use, right? Um, sometimes the contractor can buy that material from that supplier if he has a relationship there, and maybe he could save you a little bit of money uh, if he's willing to do that. But you don't have to give 
all of the responsibility or all of the control over to the contractor. And a lot of times those contractors don't want all that responsibility. Uh, a lot of times they're like, here, this is my material list of stuff that I need. This is how many square feet of tile. This is how many lineal feet of, you know, molding. This is how many, all of that stuff, right, that I need. You, you go pick out what you want and, um, and I'll install it. Yeah, that is definitely a method. Uh, you want to kind of be careful. I, I had a, a friend of mine who recently did that. They went to the store. They picked out all the tile. They bought it, brought it home, and then they went and shopped for contractors. <laughs> they found one that they really liked. And this person came in, looked at the tile that they bought, and he said, oh, no, I'm, I'm not installing that tile. That is not the right tile. You don't want to use that on the floor. You don't want to use that there. And it's I'm not really, putting my name on it. Yeah, that's really cheap stuff. You don't want to use it. Yeah. So they had to take all that stuff back and return it to the store. Which it sounds like was the right solution. It really was. They're very lucky to have a guy who comes in and says, hey, you don't want to put, put that stuff down. In the long run, it did turn out to be a good thing uh but imagine their frustration exactly kind of put the cart before the horse there yeah absolutely I, but i do i do feel uh i feel firmly that you should take an active role especially in choosing the materials that are going to be used especially when they're finished materials like tile countertop cabinet. absolutely but depending on the contractor they may use a designer I have a really good contractor that I, uh, one of my customers, who is a custom home builder slash custom remodeler, and they have on staff designers. And when you go in and you hire them, you sit down with their designer first, and you know exactly what you're getting, what you've chosen, what you've picked out, down to the color. And then they come in and get it done for you. And honestly, that's a pretty slick way to do it. Well, there's no doubt. And here's the thing about that contractor with the designer and that relationship built in. That guy, that guy or gal is not going to be the least expensive because they have value built in to what they're bringing to right. this scenario. They're bringing stability. They're bringing um, information. They're bringing ease. Uh, and that's, that's honestly going to be a little more expensive. One of the things that you'll miss out on if you're always choosing the least expensive option. Right. And, uh, and it, it, you know, it, convenience and stability and all of that thing, all of that comes at a price. And that, that's life. Well, sometimes the cheapest option, though, turns out not to be the cheapest option because you might think that you're getting it cheap. But in reality, because of all of the things that you want or the changes that you've made, it ends up costing more. We actually talked to a general contractor, a very big general contractor in Portland area one time, and they they said, they actually put their name on it that said, working with a designer up front to make all of those choices is actually less expensive than trying to work through it at the time. Less expensive than making the wrong choices and having to fix it. Yep. And then ultimately ending up where you would have been if you would have went with the designer's right, because choice to be hiring a designer isn't that expensive. Yeah. Especially if there's a relationship already. Gonna take another quick break. When we come back, more weekend warriors don't go away.
Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for sticking around with us today. We're talking about contractors. We're going to be broadcasting live from the Lane County Home Building and Remodeling Expo. Uh, we talked to Howard Galvin earlier. He's with 1120 KPNW. That's our affiliate down in the Springfield, Eugene area. Uh, we're on the 23rd, or the 22nd and 23rd of February. We will be broadcasting on that Saturday from the Lane County Home Builders and Remodeling Expo. So make sure you come and say hi. It's going to be a super busy weekend that weekend it because is. before we go down to Springfield, we will be at the Portland Spring Home and Garden Show right at the Expo Center in Portland and uh, that's we're going to be there on Friday, I think the February 21st. Yeah, the, yeah, the 21st. And so we're going to we're going to go to that show and then we're going to pack up our stuff and head down to Springfield and do that show, which is always great. It's always great, and I'm excited about it. It's going to be a busy weekend for us, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, and so one of the reasons we were talking about this is because one of the reasons you would go to the show, Howard actually said, is to talk to contractors yeah. and talk to the home builders themselves, and you can actually walk around and interview them. So we kind of came up with a list of things that you should potentially ask your contractor. Contractors especially tend to be uh, really good at certain types of projects. You have deck builders that are really good at building decks, but not so good at bathrooms. We talked about that. Uh, guys that are roofers or siders that maybe not really good at framing. Uh, obviously, finished carpenters are finished guys, but they don't necessarily do tile. So there's a lot of those things. And then, of course, you have contractors that do a lot of things well and find themselves going from project to project. And, and we talked about checking their pictures that they might have of previous projects so you can determine if they, that's the quality of work that you're looking to have done, right? Uh, there's obviously different levels of quality depending on the contractor that you choose and their experience and how much they've done, all of those things. So specifically, know the project you want to get done, the specific project you want to get done, and ask that contractor, do you have a lot of experience in this type of work? I'm looking to have a bathroom remodel. How many bathrooms have you remodeled? Do you have pictures of bathrooms that you've remodeled? And are the subs that you use, the subs that you will use to do my bathroom remodel? Uh, because, you know, a lot of times these contractors have long-time relationships with the subs that they use for the type of work that they do most of the time. But if they have to do a new type of work that they don't do very often, they're going to have to use new subs. And maybe they're outside of their comfort zone using subs that they don't have a lot of experience with. And that can spell trouble. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, you know, again, we talked about that. Or uh, with most contractors, they are general contractors. So they hire in somebody to come in and do uh, the demo. They hire somebody to come in to do the framing, the the finish work, the sheetrock, the tile, and all the way through that project. And you have very specific trades. Like Tony said, you don't have typically one subcontractor that does everything. You know, there's uh, everybody's very good at one thing typically, not always, but you know, that can be the case. So another thing to talk about would be, you know, with along with that experience is how long do you think it's going to take? This isn't HGTV. 
You know, right. we watch TV, and you see a project where they walk in and they say, oh, this is going to be $1,100. And boom, the next five minutes, they show them getting it done, and it's done. Yeah. It's not like that in real life. Obviously. You know, it's uh, projects can take, like Tony said, weeks or months, and they might not be able to, to come over to your house right away either. So you can say, hey, come over and give me a bid. And they say, okay, we'll uh, I'll fit, see you. fit you in in March. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you in two months. Yeah, and they come over and give you a bid. That takes a month, you know. But the other things you might want to talk to them about is permits. Do I need an architect? Do I need a designer? Do I need an engineer? Maybe a little bit about budget. You know, I think, again, with the, the TV-type remodeling shows, People have an idea what they think things cost, and a lot of times they're way off. You know, we do this cost versus value report on the show. We try to do that once a year, and it's surprising even to me now when we read through that report. You know, the average bathroom remodel is like $60,000. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. You know, a kitchen remodel is $150,000, and you know, if you go in and start going down this path of getting all of these bids and you haven't talked to a designer, you haven't talked to an architect or an engineer, uh, you it may not even be possible. You know, talking about it, talking about the project and just getting rough ideas to make sure that it even fits in your budget. You know, qualify that project, I think, before you waste a bunch of people's time. Yeah, here's another thing. When you're choosing your contractor, you're you're not necessarily going to be standing in front of a contractor that's in your area. And I say that like this. Corey is familiar with Multnomah County and Washington County. And I'm more familiar with Washington County and Yamhill County. Well, here's the thing. These counties, these different municipalities have different rules. It's uh, sometimes easier or harder to get a permit. Sometimes permit costs are more or less depending on the area that you're in. So you would want to have a conversation with the contractor about the area that you're in and find out how much business he's been doing in that area. His familiarity with the municipalities in your county will make things harder or easier for him or her. Uh, when they get to going on your project. So it's it's a good idea to ask them what area that they're used to working in and how effective that they feel like they will be there. Right. Yeah, I get a lot of people coming in the door talking to me about their project. You know, I get homeowners or just people interested in getting a project done. And a lot of times we like to qualify them. You know, they come in with these grand ideas. Oh, I want this three-tier deck uh, with that you know, hard e-pay hardwood, and I want cable railing, and, you know, what do you think that's going to cost me? Five, six grand? <laughs> you know? Right. And it's like, you go through that process, and you kind of talk about square foot pricing and what things cost, and next thing you know, the, you know you're up to $40,000 in materials alone. Right. And they back it down, and, you know, they come kind of come down to a compromise of reality. And it's kind of the same thing with a contractor. I mean, their time is worth money, and... I feel like if you go in there and not have any of your own homework done, that it's kind of not worth it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly uh, going to tell them a story. And because here's the thing. If you think you're interviewing the contractor and that's the end of the story. Right. It's not the case. The contractor is also interviewing you. 
They don't want to put themselves in a situation where they are going to hear what you say and do what you ask and then find out that you didn't have a really firm grip on what you really wanted and now you're blaming them or asking them to redo it and that's going to upset their schedule or their budget and they, they don't want to get into those situations. They want it to work smoothly just like you want it to work smoothly. Absolutely. You're so right, Tony. I've talked to so many contractors who have told me that exact same thing that they will not take jobs. If they deal with a certain type of person who will treat them poorly, they won't even take the job. Right. All right, we got to take another quick break. When we come back, more with Tony and Corey. Don't go away. Show built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for sticking around. Today, Tony and I are talking about contractors. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting our show live, or I guess recording it live. Uh, look live at the uh, Lane County Home and Home Building and Remodeling Expo uh, down in Springfield, Oregon. So if you're going to be around there on February 22nd, come on down and check us out. We're also going to be at the Portland Spring Home and Garden Show at the Portland Expo Center, Portland Metropolitan Expo Center, and that's going to be on the on the Friday before the 21st, I right, guess. Friday, February 21st. Friday, February 21st. We're going to be there. So you can come and check that out. We'll have hats. Yeah, we probably have hats. Just and don't you- ask us while we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> while we're recording. Yeah. Wait till we're done. It happens, doesn't yeah. it? It happens yeah. all the time when we're recording live. People will walk up to us. It's just start talking. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I see you're talking, but I want I a hat. S- I see that you have a headset on. And you're speaking into a microphone, right. and you're probably on the radio. We might give you a dumb look like, But I'm going to uh, talk to you right now anyways. Yeah. Shoot. Shoot. <laughs> or we'll throw the We hat. want to talk to you. We do. <laughs> we just have to be not on the radio in that moment. Right. Uh, but the home shows are always fun and a great opportunity for everybody to... Um, to help prepare for a project that you might be starting. Right. And one of the biggest benefits of the Home Building and Remodeling Expo in Springfield is that the contractors are available for you to talk to. Uh, Howard said uh, that it's not very busy, and you have the opportunity to physically talk with these contractors and ask questions. Also, they limited invitations to their show um, by not inviting a, let's say, he said ancillary products, Shame products well. that aren't <laughs> directly related to building uh, new construction and remodeling. Right. So, so every opportunity you get is going to be poignant. and uh, You won't be buying candles. Right. You won't be buying miracle cleaners. Uh, this is a builder show. Right. The Portland Spring Home and Garden Show will be much larger, more people. So many more products. You could, at the Portland Home and Garden Show, you could buy a mop, candles, a hot tub, and hire a contractor. And a bed. And a bed. And I'm sure a beer. Well, probably. All in the the same place. Yeah, all in the same place. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's a big thing. It's, but but there, it comes with a lot of a lot of perk perks and opportunities as well. And right. we're talking about some of those now. Exactly. We're talking about hiring a contractor and maybe some of the important things that you should talk with that contractor about before you hire them. And honestly, one of the most important things, number one, is that they're licensed and bonded. And insured. And insured with uh, liability and, and workers' comp. comp. Yeah. That protects you if there's any injuries or any anything that goes wrong where there's medical required. That covers that. Yep. But the bond is a little different. And we wanted to take a, a minute to talk about liens. Yeah, yeah. And, and a right to lien. We work for Par Lumber Company. When we sell material to a contractor on credit, they have an, a credit account, uh, and they buy that material, we deliver that out. We also go with that a right to lien notice. We submit that. Uh, we use a company that submits it, and you'll get a letter in the mail that says, this is our notice of right to lien. That freaks a lot of people out. Oh, yeah. They get this thing in the mail, and they say, what is this? I'm par, being lean? Par Lumber is leaning my property? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not what that means at all. Zero. That means that they that we are issuing a right to lean. It's we are obligated. It is our duty, a par lumber company by law. By law, as a supplier of building materials to your job site where a lot of money is being spent, to let you, the homeowner, know of your obligation if the contractor that you've hired who's ordering all this material fails to pay the bill. Uh, so it happens periodically for whatever reason. Um, a lot of materials, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars been delivered to the job site for a project to get done. And then the contractor, for one reason or another, um, skips town or changes his mind or her mind or decides that this is not a project that they want to do. And then they do not pay the bill for the material. And you're, as a homeowner, as a landowner, you're stuck with both the material and the bill for the material and no means to do anything with it. Yeah. And so if you don't or your contractor does not pay the bill for the material to the building material supplier, then they can place a lien on your property, which would disallow you to sell the property until the lien is satisfied. That's what that's about. That's what a lien is. And you, once the material bill has been paid, then you will get a, a lien release notice, and then that will all be behind you. It's not, it's every single project. That's how it works. If material is ordered and delivered to the job site, a lien, a right to lien notice is sent, and that is to inform you that there is this thing out there in case the worst case scenario happens. Which again is important to have a bonded contractor. If that happens, you can file against their bond to pay for that material. That's what a bond is for. Because right. from the Oregon, stateoforegon.gov website regarding liens, uh, property owners can be forced to pay the lien holder, the person claiming the lien, or face a potential court order to sell the property for payment. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that could be over 300 bucks. Right. So you have to pay. It's your responsibility to pay it because you are entering into a contract with that contractor. They ordered the material to to do that project. So 
it's something to protect yourself. Uh, it definitely is in place to protect suppliers and subcontractors. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, I don't want to go down that path. There is, There are ways to get around getting a right to lien notice. Well, <laughs> not good ways. No, well, there's perfectly acceptable ways. You buy your own material. Well, sure, sure. If you're paying for the material yourself, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that is uh, that is certain, or or picking the material up and hauling it yourself. Right. I mean, still not a really a great solution. No, but no. I'm just saying, if you're if that's what you're concerned about, if you're hiring a contractor, put it on a credit card, and you don't for some reason you're hiring somebody you don't trust, <laughs> which is weird in itself. But say you did, say you hired a contractor and you don't trust that person. Uh, to order the material, get it delivered, and pay for it because you're paying them. You can either, A, pay for it yourself, or you can issue a joint check or request lien waivers. You know, that that is certainly before you pay your contractor, make that contractor pay for the material, request the lien waiver or the lien release, and then you pay them. Yeah. it's uh, There's ways around it, but again, uh, hiring a qualified licensed, bonded, and insured contractor, you shouldn't have to deal with these problems. Right. Somebody that has references that you called and checked and you know that it's going to be good and they have pictures of previous projects that show you the quality of their work is what is is up to your expectations. Those are all good tips to make the right choice the first time and not have to deal with what happens when you don't make the right choice the first time. Right. And, uh, you know, Going back to our list, one of the questions on our list of questions to potentially ask a contractor would be, do you cover the cost of materials? There are There is something called time and materials or cost plus. Some contractors operate that way. They say you buy the materials or I order the materials and you pay for them. And I just put a percentage on that for my labor. That's certainly a way to do it. Yeah, that's. But when you're talking about a project that's uh, uh, potentially a couple of hundred thousand dollars, then that's um, maybe a little blurry. Sure. And so you don't want it to be blurry. You want it to be clear and concise. And so, I mean, that's one of the things you need to think about. We're not telling you how to do it. We're telling you these are things you need to consider. Correct. We got to take one more quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Tony Core, your weekend warriors. Don't go away. Listening to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for sticking around. Hey, if you haven't already, go check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Pinterest. We're also all over uh, Spotify, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. If you want to catch any of our shows, we've got all of them up there. Google Play. Yeah. Yeah, Google Play. Uh, You know, the the podcasts are very popular. Yeah. We've gotten uh, thousands and thousands of people that have downloaded our podcast. Yeah. 
And uh, we would love it if you subscribed and, and listened to those. Yeah, uh, we got an email uh, the other day. Hey, man, I'm having a hard time finding that show on how to set up a wood shop. Not a wood shop. How to set up a workshop. That's right. And, uh, yeah, so we were able to, to share that information so that uh, that listener could find that. And uh, we hope he loved it. Yeah, and if you want to watch our video podcast, which we're recording right now, that's, uh, you can go find those on YouTube and with along with all of our other uh, videos that are, are really, really good. Yeah, so absolutely. Go check those out. Like them. Subscribe. We really enjoy having you uh, part of our little group. Yeah, here's the thing, Corey. Uh, this is just a little thing, but it goes kind of along with permits and those types of things. Uh, when you're talking to the contractor about things that he has that he has experience in and that he's familiar with. Or she. Or she, yep. Um, CCNRs. CCNRs are regulations that are put in place generally for a specific subdivision or a neighborhood. They have these uh, rules that you have to follow, like your fence uh, can't be taller than five foot or your grass can't be longer than three inches or I don't know. They, you can't keep your garbage cans on can't the, keep your garbage front cans, of the house. Yeah, at the street level. Yeah. Uh, lots of rules. And then uh, having a contractor that is familiar with dealing with that sort of uh, those sort of regulations can also help you out a lot. CCNRs stands for covenants, conditions, and restrictions. And I tell you what, I deal with contractors every day, all day. That's my job. And there is nothing more frustrating than dealing with HOAs, CCNRs, and the local government. And it's right up there. So I had a, co- a contractor come in just the other day who showed show me a project, and he was trying to put in a pergola. And the CCNRs said no. And he he had to up actually upsell the pergola to use this gigantic cedar, 6 by 6 cedar and 6 by 10 cedar. Instead of what he was going to build it out of, it tripled the price because of the CCNRs, and they would not budge. Wow. They're just like, that's the way it is. You're building it that way, or you're not building it at all. I mean, I, this is what I think when I think about that, and when I think about living in a neighborhood that has CCNRs that are very strict, right? I think that the positive side of that is that they do what they do in order to maintain property value in that area, right? If you don't have people throwing up tin sheds, you know, that they don't clean or that they paint hot pink or, you know, whatever. Storing a boat. And you're not driving by your yard. neighbor's house saying, ugh, this guy or this gal or whatever just doing this thing. You know, it protects you from that and, and it protects your investment in your home. Don't you agree with that? I do. Yes, I do. And don't you I want somebody a- else being the bad guy? Well, yeah. So that you don't have to? Well, yeah. I mean, it, I think you just have to know what you're getting into. And researching the CCNRs or the HOA rules, understanding what you can and can't do. Uh, some of them are like say that you can't fly an American flag. You can't, you <laughs> really? know, yeah, you can't paint your house. You can't put anything but cedar shake roof on. I mean, some of them get to this point that are so crazy, so restrictive, so restrictive. I, I couldn't deal with it stifles your freedom. Yeah, I mean, I live in a neighborhood that is beautiful. I mean, you, you do. You see, That's you true. Everybody takes care of their houses. We don't have HOAs. We don't have CCNRs. 
I mean, I could park a, an RV in my front yard if I wanted to, but I don't want to. Right. You know, right. and my neighbors don't want to. So I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of CCNRs, but if you live in one, you'll definitely want to hire a contractor that is familiar and then can navigate those covenants and restrictions. Yeah. Well, that, that is great. That's a great tip. No question. It's just one of those things that you might not think about. Absolutely. Uh, here's another question that I think is a really good question to ask is, what about a warranty? What, what kind of guarantee are you going to give me uh, after the project is finished? You know, what kind of, uh, what kind of do you come back and fix cracks, uh, chips, uh, breaks, or if something leaks, is that covered as a warranty? I mean, that's a good question to ask somebody. Yeah, you don't. You definitely don't want to find out that it's thirty six hours or thirty six miles <laughs> right. right away from the job site. Uh, uh, it's a pretty standard. As soon as the check clears, it's a pretty standard expectation. I feel like and this is my opinion. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a pretty standard expectation that a builder would return to a job site uh, up to one entire year, and during that year, things that seem to have. Um, n- not lived up to expectation or had failed or something proved to be defective or something was not working right, that they would come back and fix that. And that if it was, in fact, a defect in workmanship or installation or whatever, they would handle that at no charge. That kind of is a rule of thumb. Uh, but you definitely would want to have the contractor tell you, yes, I'm going to be obligated to make sure that everything's working as it was intended yeah. for up to 12 months after. And then at some point, you become a homeowner who is responsible, responsible for their maintaining. own maintenance. Yeah, that, that does happen. I, I feel like I used to sell windows for a long time, and windows come with a warranty against defects in manufacturing. And then after some time, you know, uh, a window fogs up the 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 insulated unit in the window fogs up and it's been you know 10 years or 11 or 12 or 15 years or whatever and the while the window has a 25 year warranty or a 50 year warranty maybe even a limited lifetime warranty that's the window but the insulated unit in there is only one year or five years that's it because the fact is they fail eventually they fail and that is what it is. Yeah. They, they, maybe we don't have the technology to make an insulated unit that does not ever fail. Um, but anyways, that's why they do that. They make the warranty for that part of that thing, that short period, and then everything else is the bigger warranty or what seems like a limited lifetime warranty. So you want to know what's covered and what's not and for how long. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good tip. The um, I just thought of another one. Talk to your contractor about certifications. If you're hiring a siding contractor to come in inside your home with, say, James Hardy, James Hardy offers a training program to be a certified Hardy installer. And the thing about James Hardy is they warranty their product for 25 years, and it's warrantied for materials and labor. But if it is installed incorrectly, you get nothing. That's just the way it is with any product out there. Most all. So you want to talk to them and ask them, are you a certified installer Installer for this product that I want? Uh, are you AMA certified window installer? 
you know, if you're hiring somebody to install windows in your house and you say, are you certified by the company to install their specific windows? Do you use the, the proper sealants, the proper tapes, and the fasteners, all of those things? I mean, I don't think that's out of line to ask. It's not. It, it is getting pretty deep into how much knowledge the homeowner or potential homeowner or whatever is going to have, right, without having to go to some kind of class and learn some things about stuff. Oh, sure. You I know, mean, I'm not I saying mean, looking over their shoulder and saying, you know, hey, hey, that that nail is supposed <laughs> to be no. uh, two inches that way. No, yeah, you don't want to be doing that for sure. But you want to but make sure. Have the conversation. You're going to know when you ask them about something, right? Well, tell me about this. If they've done it before and they said, oh, yes, look, you can see that I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. Okay, I've got a lot of experience working with that product, installing that product. You'll know as you talk to them. we got to take another quick break. We come back. We're going to wrap this baby up. Listen to Tony Core, your weekend warriors. Don't go away. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we're talking about contractors. We're going to be uh, visiting the Home Building and Remodeling Expo in Lane County on February 22nd, and the Portland Home and Garden Show on February 21st. We'll be setting up and recording live from the from the show. Yeah, it's always a good time to be at the the Spring Home and Garden Show, whether it's in Portland or in Springfield. So many amazing things to see, so much inspiration and motivation that you get there. And then, of course, if you're ready to get started on a project, there's also an opportunity to take advantage of some show-type deals. So if you're listening on 1120 KPNW, come check us out. We'll be there February 22nd. Yeah, that's going to be uh, it's going to be a really good time. I'm really looking forward to it. All right, so uh, we have been kind of going over on the show things that you should do if you're going to the show and you're going to be interviewing some contractors. We were talking about some questions that you could potentially ask a, a contractor that are important. You know, having a license, you know, uh, having a bond and insurance, asking for references, actually calling those references, uh, looking at pictures of past work. Um, one of the good questions is, how long do you think this project should take? How much do you think it's going to cost? You know, getting up front, being prepared, and not having any surprises. That was actually one of my last questions on the list that I created was, what do we do in, if there are surprises? Yeah, that actually... every contractor kind of tackles that differently. That actually coincides with another perfect question, and these two could come together, and that is... How do we communicate once the project starts, right? So the contractor is going to be coming and going on his schedule, not on yours. And so you're going to see a project start. You're going to see work get done. And then it's going to sit for some time. And then some more is going to get done. And then it's going to sit for some time. And you're thinking to yourself, when's this guy coming back? And you don't want to bug him, right? Because that's going to seem like you're all up in his business or her business, right? So instead, you want to make a schedule ahead of time. Let's meet once a week and talk about what's going to be happening over the course of the next week. Schedule an opportunity to communicate. This is how you're going to talk 
and how you're going to share information between you and the contractor once the project gets started. If you have that agreement up front, then you always know how long you have to wait to get some more information about what's happening. Yeah, that is very important, uh, how you communicate, because I'll tell you one thing contractors hate is when you just show up on a job when the contractor's not there and the subcontractor is there that the general contractor hired. So that subcontractor doesn't necessarily work for you. They work for the general contractor. Right. And then you're showing up trying to make changes or Ask you know, questions. asking questions or you know taking up their time. They absolutely hate that. Yeah. So it's always a good idea to talk to your, if you have a problem or you see something, call your general contractor, but determine how you, you contact them. Because I tell you what, that I've learned over the years, people communicate differently. Some people really love emailing. They <laughs> yeah. love emailing. Some people love to just pick up the phone. Make a phone call. Make a phone call. Doesn't matter. And then some people really love to text. Yeah. You may send them a text and they'll call you. <laughs> or you may call them and then they'll text you, you know, or you send them an email and they call you. So it's like, it just depends. So you really have to work that out. And if you're not a texter and that contractor is a texter, might not work out for you. Yeah. Or you're going to need to make some changes or, 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 you know, come to some sort of an agreement. Right. But knowing it ahead of time is half the battle. Yeah. That's a, that's a very good tip. Yeah. So the more you communicate, the more you're going to know how you're dealing with those surprises that come up. And they won't be surprises that hurt bad as long as you're communicating regularly and you know what's going on when it's going on. Right. So uh, you've got this project coming up. We talked a little bit about your your hall bathroom or your guest bathroom, right? You're going to do some pretty simple things in there, add a little bit of storage, of course, just replace the toilet in, add a cabinet, the new countertop, and then some tiles on the floor and on the wall. So it's pretty much going to stay basically the same, just going to get a little facelift. But you've got some more plans for your master bathroom. Let's talk about that room. Yeah. You know, we're uh, the, the master bathroom is literally falling apart. Uh, we have a old fiberglass shower in there that the floor is cracking. <laughs> yeah, and like you're afraid you're going to lose a toe in there? Well, <laughs> it, it, it literally cracked. So we, I got some epoxy and I kind of patched it temporarily because we knew we were going to be doing this project here very soon. We're going to probably in the next few months, uh, we're going to try and start it and finish it. But, um, that's happening. The toilet's breaking. Like everything is falling apart of this. We're just trying to limp it along. It's lived its entire life, is what you're saying. Yes, and I it's, mean, it's definitely due. It's toast. So we're gonna we're gonna gut that thing. I'm gutting it down to the bare bones. Uh, one of the things that I really hate in that bathroom is it has two pocket doors, and one of the pocket doors has fallen off the track. Oh no! And it's you. I don't know if you know this about pocket doors, but when they fall off the track, you kind of have to cut the sheetrock out of the wall to access the pocket door to put it back in there. It's not a very easy fix. Right. And it's chintzy. It's from the 70s. And we don't even want it. So right. the other portion of that is that pocket door sits right on top of car decking. Old two by six tongue and groove car decking. Well, tongue and groove car decking is. Really good at one thing, and that's being strong. Right. And terrible at everything else. Right. The uh, the amount of knots and holes and cracks in that car decking 
so is so the pocket door sits right on top of it and right under is my crawl space right you're getting crawl space temperature and crawl space smells <laughs> it and is crawl a super highway for everything disgusting crawl space smell yeah it just creeps up every time you turn the bath fan on it draws air right through those pocket door frames oh and i bet in the winter time it's cold coming it up out of cold. there yeah so it's we hate it so we're going to gut that we're going to strip it down to the the floor and we're going to seal that floor with something i haven't haven't quite determined what that's going to be. Uh, I might be able to get away with uh, using like tar paper with tape or or something. I, mm-hmm. I haven't quite figured that out yet. I don't want to use anything that's going to trap moisture, uh, but I, I do want... Yeah, like Visqueen, for example. Right. I want to have something that's somewhat breathable, but will also prevent that nastiness from coming up in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is, is in half of the bathroom is carpet oh it's terrible what? so we're, we're gonna cut all that out and we're gonna we're gonna use some sort of porcelain or ceramic tile for a floor uh, but while we're doing it i'm going to put in a heated floor nice yes that is very very smart and you know contrary to what i feel like is popular belief everybody that i've talked to it's not a bank breaker no it's really not yeah i've talked to uh several contractors about it and it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. That's it's uh it's quite cost effective. The the probably the most expensive part is going to be hiring an electrician to connect it. So right. we have to run a dedicated 20 amp from the box in the garage all the way to the other side of the house and they have to connect it to the thermostat and down to the actual heated mat. It's going right. to be electric. And it's very cool. Yeah, it's not that bad. Actually, very warm. Well, and yeah, part of the problem in that bathroom that we really, really hate too is that the floor is super duper cold and it's always cold in there. And I think sealing it will help. uh, But the air coming out of the heat register, there's only one in that whole bathroom. Yeah. And it's not very strong. So I think by the time he gets all the way out there, it's the furthest room from the furnace. Yeah, it's way way out there. So yeah, we're going to do that and we're going to get a whole new vanity and all new sheetrock. It's going to be. It's going to be a pretty big project. And you did say you're going to change your uh, your shower to a walk-in shower. Yeah, it's going to be tile. A, yeah, we're going to do a walk-in tile shower, get rid of the fiberglass. So wow. I, I'm going to hire a contractor to do the pan, the shower pan, and the tile work. I'm, I may do some of the tile work. I'm pretty good at tile. I may do it, um, but I'll more than likely will pay somebody to do that portion. So I'm in the market. I'm going to be, I've interviewed some tile people already and I've gotten some recommendations from some good contractors of mine. And it's really going to come down to availability and price, my budget and a lot of things, right? Those are the things that I'm concerned about. This is what I want to know. Did you interview a contractor at this point for this project, for any portion of it that you immediately said to yourself, that is not the guy I'll be using. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. See, absolutely. so this is what I'm saying. That conversation is so important. It's so important that you literally, with one conversation, were able to say, this is not the guy for me. Here's one thing that I did. I talked to somebody. I really liked him. And it fell apart because his communication skills were terrible. Oh, yeah. You got to be able to talk to him. Well, that's all the time we've got, folks. We really appreciate you uh, listening, and we hope you got something amazing out of this show. This has been another episode of Your Weekend Warriors right here on the Weekend Warriors Radio Network. Have a great week.